Busters podcast. We're going to do a deep dive into my SPY slash SPX 7 DTE income strategy. Um, I know a lot of people have asked questions in the past. I have my mechanics on the trading page, which admittedly is a little sparse. Um, but honestly, it's a very simple strategy. And a lot of the nuance is really in the logic and reasoning behind the mechanics, as simple as they appear. And, you know, understanding them will kind of give you the conviction to, to run this. And we're going to go over the entry criteria, exit criteria, um, delta selection, you know, the trade setup, and talk a little bit about the expectancy and long-term metrics. So uh, this came about originally, um, this was the actually the first of my three income strategies that I developed um, with uh, um, essentially we were looking for a strategy that is consistent and kind of can produce income and uh, is what I call evergreen. Basically, you can put it on uh, in any environment and you have a reasonable expectation of having a consistent level of income. And so as the name uh, implies, this is a 7 DTE strategy with naked put options. Uh, some people have asked about spreads and I'll touch on that a little bit later or maybe in another episode. But essentially, uh, with SPY and SPX, there's three expirations. So I'm putting a naked put option at the end of the day, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Each one is 7 BTE. So you have basically in steady state, three positions staggered and overlaid at any one time. Now, uh, the delta selection is 10 to 20. I'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, and you have a... 2x stop loss to clarify a 2x stop loss means you are setting the stop trigger at three times the credit so if you collect a dollar you're setting the stop at three times at three dollars meaning if it gets triggered you will have a net loss of 2x right if you collect a dollar and pay three dollars your loss is two dollars not accounting for slippage uh, which we do need to account for that but I'll, I'll get into that as well uh, if there's no profit target and, and that's it. That, that's why on my engine mechanics page, you know, you see three lines, 7DT, 10 to 20 delta, 2x stop. And there's really not much else. Um, now, why do we do this? First of all, the 2x stop loss, again, barring slippage, uh, we're trying to establish a risk two to make one risk reward profile, right? So, uh, because when you get stopped, you know, it's 200% loss and you're hoping to take full credit, 100% wins. So with this, you get this two risk two to make one, and that means that we are having a break-even win rate of 66.6%. Uh, essentially, as long as you win two out of three, um, not accounting for slippage, you're going to break even, which also means that as long as your win rate is above that break-even run rate, you know, so 70, 75, 80%, you're going to have positive expectancy. Um, and that's kind of what it boils down to is basically the expectancy. Um, we're looking for about a 75-80% win rate um, because you will in fact get a little bit of slippage depending on which instrument you use. Um, if you look on my trade logs, there is a loss multiple column which kind of factors that in. So there is, if I'm just kind of scrolling through here, you know, 2.1, 2.2, you'll see some larger losses which is way above two which is for gaps i'll get into that in a second um but uh with slippage you know it's going to lower the expectancy a little bit but uh, i'm just going to take one example if we have a 75 percent win rate so you know you're losing 25 percent of time losing 2x and then you have a 
75% chance of winning the full credit, then if you kind of do the expectancy math, which is essentially, you know, 75% times 100, and then 25% times 200, you sum it up, uh, you're going to get an expectancy of 25% or 25% expected premium capture. Um, in other words, for every dollar of premium you sell, you're going to uh, look to bank or profit 25 cents on the dollar. Now, why this particular delta selection? When I when I started this, I actually did 30 delta at one point. Uh, this was due to uh, some back testing uh, results, and it, it looked okay. Um, you know, there's certain years where you made a lot, there's certain years where you made a little less. Uh, but then one year I ran it live at 30 delta, and I was hitting about the 70% win rate, which you know in theory should be slightly positive, uh, about 10% um, premium capture at 70%. And, you know, after about nine months, uh, I hit a number of stops and then I, I noticed that I was at zero. <laughs> I went back to break even um, and, and I went back and this was before, you know, because my trade logs weren't as detailed back then. Um, I went back and isolated out the extra loss from the slippage and lo and behold, you know, what I was expecting about 10 to 13 percent premium capture ended up I was paying 10 to 13 percent and slippage so it perfectly negated out my profits um so because of that i realized okay so 70 30 delta you know panned out to be about 70 percent win rate which should be make mon making money but then after slippage wasn't so i decided to just to scale back the delta um, and i wanted to scale it back as as much as possible uh the 10 to 20 range um in my mind and through the testing the trading uh, you know, should give you a 80% roughly when we're depending on, on the market conditions and, and just volatility and everything. Um, and, and why the range of 10 to 20? Um, because there's a concept called uh, credit targeting, which I think I'll devote an episode to that. But the idea is if you're sizing, you know, people talk about sizing trades consistently. It's not just about the contract size, because if I'm collecting, you know, when volatility is higher, collecting $5 for one and $3 for another, $1 for another, you know, you could subject yourself to sequence of recurrence, just, just bad luck. Well, what if you happen to only win the larger, sorry, you only win the smaller trades and you only lose the larger trades? That's going to skew the expectancy, even if the probabilities, in fact, play out. So it's actually very important to get the same amount of credit. So if you look at my trade logs, <clears throat> You're going to see that it's a very consistent credit collection. Now, it's going to scale up and down slowly because I do a fixed percentage of my account. Um, but the way I do it is I tend to want to go as low delta as possible. I don't go over 20 delta. I don't go under 10 because, uh, you know, there's reasons for it. If you go under 10 delta, the probability is higher, but the credit is lower. And then slippage and fees as a proportion, it's just, it's just too, it eats in too much of the profit as a, as a percent. So I'm going to look to, when I'm putting on a trade, I'm going to look to adjust contract and or delta to hit my credit target. So, for example, if I wanted to collect $1,000, right, you can collect $1,000 by doing 10 contracts at a dollar or 20 contracts at 50 cents. So my sort of setup is I'm going to, first of all, let's say I want to target a smaller amount of contracts. I want to do 10 contracts at a dollar. I'll look to go to the option chain and go, is the 10, you know, $1. Uh, below the 20 delta. Now, if it's at 10 delta, perfect. And I'll do the 10 contracts at a dollar. But if the $1 is above 20 delta, you no, know, because when volatility is lower, you're naturally going to have 
lower premium for the same delta, right? So actually, when volatility is higher, it's, it's the opposite. You can collect more for the for the same delta. So at the $1 credit I'm targeting is above the 20 delta, you know, I will basically increase the contract size, right? If, I, if I'm going to, instead of 10 contracts, I'm going to do 15 contracts for the same $1,000. I only need to collect, you know, instead of a dollar each, 66 cents each, right? Because I'm, I'm raising a contract size, I'm raising a leverage, but I'm lowering the credit per contract. So I'll go back on a chain, I'll go down. Okay, so the dollar was too high. Let's go to the 66 cents or whatever my target credit is at that contract size. And if it's above, oh, sorry, if it's under the 20 delta, which is my cap, then, then, then bingo, I go for it. Now, occasionally, <clears throat> I might even go a little lower. So sometimes I'm willing to scale up the size a little bit. This is where there's a little bit of finesse. And, and just right now, so it's uh, July 13th, 2021. And, you know, I'm routinely trying to collect maybe at least 55 cents, 55 to 60. You know, again, if I can click higher and stay under the 20 delta or 15 delta, that's fine. Um, but just right now, I, I've been trying to, not go under you know 55 cents so if i can collect about 60 cents i'll look at that delta for the 60 cents and you know if it's in kind of the 15 delta um <clears throat> i'll go for that now i say 20 delta max <clears throat> but this is really kind of an extreme when volatility is super low i i am comfortable around the 15 delta range now if i can go occasionally when there's a, a vix spike then i can go to 10 delta and, and collect a good amount of premium and keep the contract size down that that's perfect as well so that's how the delta selection and adjusting for the the credit works now as far as entry time i always enter in the last five minutes this is purely for consistency some people talk about oh um can i enter in the middle of the day if there's a big drop and a spike um, you could but there's a couple of things one this is meant to be seven DTE. If you enter right at the beginning of the day, you really have like seven and a half days, right? I want a consistent time and trade for each position. I just don't see, you know, and, and, and yes, you think there's opportunity. You see, oh, you know, the market's down. I wish I would have caught the bottom or something. But like, you're going to do so many trades. You're going to overlap so many trades. You know, with three trades a week, um, you're basically having, you know, over 150, well, 156 occurrences a year essentially so just let the probabilities play out there's no need to try and catch that if, again if you want to do it it's, it's fine um but there is one other thing it's just more psychological because this is an overnight trade i i don't like going into the overnight on the first day marking a loss already so let's say you put on the middle of the day and the market goes down and you're already marking one x or one and a half x or something then you're even at more risk of gapping past the, the 2x loss if we open down again the next day. So I want to enter close to the end of the day when the market's about to close and just have a flat position, hopefully, um, going into the end of the day. So that is the entry criteria. Um, the stop loss, really nothing to say there. Um, if you collect a dollar, set it at three. Collect 50 cents, set it at 150. 200% um, loss, that, that, that's really it. Um, now, what about gaps? If you look at my logs, you will see that there are, in fact, losses, you know, greater than 2x. That's from the gap. Um, 5x, 4x, 5.2x. And yes, it's scary, but that is part of the strategy that I accept. I just, you know, take it for what it is. And you don't need to try to hedge this or do anything fancy. If you're not comfortable with it, just trade smaller, right? So if I'm... Uh, I, I use an example in my mechanics page. Currently, I say I click 0.15%, right? That's 0.15% of the account per week or 0.05% of the account per entry. So I'll do kind of a quick 
round number. So for $100,000, I'm only looking to collect $150 a week or $50 an entry. So you can go big and that's because I run multiple strategies. So I'm not trying to make a huge return on this one strategy alone, but you can scale this to whatever size. But the reason I point that out is the size of your trade basically determines the relative size of your losses and volatility, right? So if I'm collecting uh, half a percent per entry, I stand to lose 1% per entry. And yes, I have had everything wiped out of one week's you know, book, if you want, you know, seven, three positions, and then one big move, all three get wiped out. So, you know, if you've collected uh, half a percent per entry and one percent, sorry, one and a half percent per week, right, you stand to lose three percent on, you know, a wipeout, which which is rare. You can look at my trade logs. Um, but uh, yeah, just, just, just keep that in mind. So there is for the stop loss uh, gaps and, okay, reestablishing and rolling. Back in... Pre-COVID, um, I was trading not SPY, but I was trading IWM. So this was actually actually a weekly trade, one occurrence per week, which is still pretty good, 52 occurrences a year. Um, and I used to I used to reestablish. I used to, for example, if I was putting on a trade on Friday, expire next Friday, and it got stopped out on a Monday or Tuesday, I would reestablish for that same day. I wouldn't go out further past the uh, seven days. Um, and this worked for a while because uh, if I if I if I got stopped out, I could you know sometimes uh, VIX would spike. I might even go up a little bit on the delta, uh, and I could make back half the loss. Um, and that worked. That that you know <laughs> things work until they don't, right? And what happened was uh, COVID happened, so I got stopped out four times in a row, I think, in the same week on the last week of February, and I was trading a little larger, a little higher delta. Um, and because I was thinking I could play the pot odds and you know I didn't have my credit targeting mechanic back then. So I took a, a really large loss. Now, thankfully, the hedges that I had on covered that. Um, but I realized that reestablishing doesn't really play nice with these mechanics because when you're using a hard stop, um, you know, that's really your safety mechanism. It, it, it doesn't give time for the the trade to recover. A lot of people you know, that's why they like the idea of rolling and readjusting because you kind of give the trade time to recover. But this isn't meant to be that, right? Look, you're going to put on a trade, you know, basically every two days, right? Three times a week. So if you, you can almost think of that as pseudo rolling, right? Like if you get stopped out, you're going to put on another one. So that in and of itself is adjusting your delta, your overall exposure, and adjusting the position. So there's, it, it just doesn't work well with this style of trading. So I don't reestablish, right? So if I get stopped out on a Monday, well, I'm going to put on another trade at the end of that day. Now, I guess this is a time with a little bit of discretion. If you get stopped out on uh, halfway through the Monday and you think that's an opportunity to put another one on for the next Monday, fine, go ahead. I don't. I wait until the end of the day, again, just for consistency. Uh, so if I get stopped out on a Tuesday, I, I don't do anything. I wait until Wednesday because I have other strategies like the 45 DT or the other ones where I'm going to have plenty of other opportunities and engagement. For this one specifically, I do not reestablish. I just went until the end of the day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I put it on, you know, uh, three times a week. Um, so let's see, we've gone over the entry criteria, the credit targeting, stop loss, why I don't reestablish, um, the, the capture rate. So um, I'll go over real quick. Um, if you go to my page, there's a trade log. Of course, you can see every trade. The mechanics tab has my... Uh, there's a section with open positions. You can see the ones that I put on. Uh, anything that's 
uh, closed, I will move to the trade log, which feeds into the PL graph. And you can see this year has been, you know, not super smooth, but I would call that an upward trending line. I mean, so right now we, we took a wipeout last week. Everything got lost. So that really tanked it. We were almost, we were running hot. At, you know, we got back up to 30% premium capture. Now we're at 21. If I have a couple more winners, that should go back up. Um, so yeah, looking just at 2021, for example, this strategy got hit hard in March, went back to zero, climbed back up, got hit, you know, not back to zero, climbed a lot from May through the July. Took a, took a hit last week, and I'm going to log a couple more trades. Uh, and hopefully, and I'm hoping that this ends at you know 25% premium capture, which is kind of the gold standard. And uh, one way of sort of, you know, with, with this system, and this is how all my strategies kind of work, but when you have this uh, consistent entry and where you can have a reasonable expectation of the, the PL on average, you know, um, per trade, what you can do is you can almost kind of program in your targeted return and size your trade that way. Again, I'll use a round number for example, okay? So let's say I have a, I'll use a larger number so we can see some, um, just uh, so when we start dividing things, it doesn't get too small. So if you have a million dollar account and I want to make, I'll just choose a number, 10%, right? If, I'm, if I want to make 10%, so on a million dollars account, I need to basically make $100,000 a year. And $100,000 a year, because remember, I'm expecting or targeting 25% premium capture. So if I want to profit 100,000, I need to collect, right? So if I divide by 0.25, I need to collect $400,000 in order to hopefully profit 100,000. So there's 52 weeks in a year. So take the 400,000, divide it by 52, meaning I need to collect $7,600 per week, three entries a week, $2,500, right? So $2,564 per entry. Now at that point, you can probably trade, you know, a couple contracts of SPX or 20 contracts of SPY. Again, using all of those Delta and credit size, contract size adjustments, but that's it. I mean, it's, for me, it's very interesting because, you know, people who trade, uh, you know, and they say you, you make as much as you can and you take what the market gives you. And of course, with my strategy, you're still taking what the market gives you, right? If you get stopped out and you don't make anything, you're not going to make anything. But to have something and a mechanic and a roadmap to follow where you can reasonably try to target something and really ground that and really work backwards from your goal, you know, start from your goal and work backwards to how to get there. I think that's kind of very powerful in a sense, right? So I... I you know, if I do this and I, and I collect my $2,564 of credit per entry and I just do it three times a week and set the stop, I will hope and have a reasonable chance to, to make $100,000 a year. And, and that's really what it comes down to. Um, so I might do another episode just talking again about expectancy and, and, and premium capture. This one, I want to focus on specifically the 7 the DT strategy. So um, yeah, that, that's it. Take a look at my pages. Again, the trade page is www.thetradebusters.com. There's a lot of content on there. There's a link uh, on there. You'll see, uh, in fact, links to all my strategies. But this is the SPY slash SPX 7DTE income strategy. Hope that helped.